Lord, it's such an interesting day to preach on Father's Day. Lord, there are some guys that are here that are single and they just want a godly woman. There are other guys here that it's a painful day because they want to be a dad so bad, but you haven't given them trolling for whatever reason. Some have tried adoption and had failed adoptions, but because of red tape or corruption, that has, the adoptions haven't happened. Lord, for others, it's painful because they've lost their dad, they're estranged from their dad, or estranged from their children, or lost a child. Lord, I pray that you meet them in their pain right now. Lord, I pray for others that are dads that are just trying to survive and need some encouragement. Lord, I pray that you give that encouragement this morning. Lord, I pray for others that are just loving being a dad that you would help them to continue to have that joy. And Lord, our nation desperately needs healing, and we know that that healing can only come from you. So I pray, God, as the people of God, that we point others to you. When people are feeling anger or hurt or pain, that we would point them to the one that can heal. Lord Jesus, you're the answer. And so I pray, God, that we would find our hope and our joy and our peace in you. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, on Father's Day, it, it's such an amazing blessing for me because I have the honor of being a dad to three uh, wonderful kids, and it's awesome to go on the adventure of being a dad, and I'm so grateful that my dad is here. If any of you know Mike, he, he's probably worked in your car, you've seen him in the parking lot, and I'm uh, just so grateful for your dad. You know that I tell you that all the time. He's my best friend. He whips my butt on the golf course. So this last week, he just he shot a 74, and if you know golf, that's pretty dangerous good and uh i'm like what the heck you know i shot 84 i thought i was gonna whip him but no he knocked me off the course so it's so awesome to be able to do life with you dad and i'm very blessed to have uh, a great father-in-law and don you hear those stories about uh uh, father uh, fathers-in-law that are just terrible mine is the complete opposite he's an awesome godly man and so thanks thankful i could do life with him here in st augustine and then uh, my stepdad paul who many of you don't know because he lives in new hampshire so blessed that he's in my life i'm just overwhelmed with all these awesome father figures so thank you thank you guys uh, so much for setting an awesome example for me and and for so many others is anybody here excited about Father's Day? Can I get like maybe a little grunt from somebody for Father's Day? Or, all right. Well, I, I, I saw a grunt and a hand raise from John Hamilton first. So, John, come up here. Uh, for, for grunting and raising your hand, here's a little uh, certificate for some food that you can grab later on. Man. Happy Father's Day, man. That's what you get for jumping right away. You guys should know that by now, that if I ask you to do something, there might be a giveaway uh, happening. So I want you to imagine you're in Walmart or Publix and you're going into the checkout line. And you go into the checkout line and what do you see there? You see all the candy, right? If you have kids, you, you know that this is a tough time to go when you're shopping because they start begging you for all the things. The people in the grocery stores are really smart. They put this on the checkout. So I want you to just imagine you can get whatever you want because this is an imaginary story. They're imaginary calories. So you can have as many of those candies as you want. And, and I'm paying since it's imaginary. I'm using imaginary money, so it's all on me, all right? So you can have whatever you want. But what else is in those checkout lines? What else do you see besides candy typically? What do you see? Magazines, that's right. And on those magazines, what do you see usually? You usually see some type of sex selling, some type of provocative looking woman or some nice looking guy. Very rarely do you see anybody with any type of weakness at all. 
any type of disability, any type of bad-looking person, or any type of ugliness at all. Our world glorifies things that have it all together, glorify things that look nice, that look pretty. Scripture is a little bit different. And this morning, I was really tempted, as we take a little break from our study of Genesis, I was really tempted to start talking about all these different masculine things that you could do on Father's Day and have us just grunting and butting our, our, our chests together and having a you know, manly time together. But then I started looking in Scripture, and I started seeing, wow, there's so much power and strength in our weakness. And listen, this message really is for everyone. Now, it's not just for the guys in here, but it is Father's Day, so I'm directing it more at the, at the guys in the room. We have a hard time admitting our weaknesses. We have a difficult time even talking about any type of weaknesses that we have. But in Scripture, we see that in weakness there actually is strength. And so hopefully this morning you got an index card with a pen. Did everyone grab an index card with a pen? If you didn't, there's some on the back table. Did anybody not get one? Anybody not? You guys all have something to write on? They're right in the back tables. There's an index card and a pen. What I want you to do is I want you to just write down uh, five of your weaknesses. Five of your weaknesses. And I'll start. I'll put them up on the screen. While I put up mine and talk about mine, you can write down your weaknesses right now. Uh, just write down anything that are weak. So here, here are mine. I could have written a hundred weaknesses that I have, but here's some of mine. One, I sometimes act before I think. And if you don't believe me, you can ask Samantha Corley, okay? Uh, Samantha will tell you straight up, she helps me with so many things in the church, and she often has to fix the things that I do when I act before I think. So that is definitely one of my weaknesses. Another one is that I worry too much. I've shared uh, with you some of my anxiety struggles, and I tend to not bring those things to God. I tend to worry about them so, so much. So that's another one of my weaknesses. I can be selfish. Uh, all you have to do is ask my wife or my kids that one. Uh, I absolutely can be selfish. Think about my own self and what I want and desire uh, first. Uh, I snore. That's a weakness that I have. In fact, one of my friends came over recently, and we were just watching uh, some TV, and I actually fell asleep, and uh, he videotaped me snoring and, and played it back to me. He's like, dude, you snore so bad. Um, and anytime I'm on a retreat with the staff, I always get my own room because they know how bad I, I snore. Uh, and then uh, I'm messy. Um, I try, I've really tried to work on this. Uh, my dad like has this amazing garage that's like all taken care of and his car is always detailed and he always he gets in my car and he's like uh you didn't get that gene uh because i'm pretty messy <laughs> i'm pretty messy so those are some of my weaknesses i could have gone on a lot longer have you, you guys written down any weaknesses if you didn't if you didn't have anything on your page right now i'm sure the person next to you could point out some weaknesses that you have in your life okay we have weaknesses and this morning, I want you to know from God's word that those weaknesses we should embrace. See, if I was at some, if you were at some self-help thing right now, we'd try to help you overcome your weaknesses. Or it was some new age preaching, we'd do something with your weaknesses so that you could uh, overcome them. But in scripture, it says that when I am weak, then I am strong. See, masculinity is not some type of badge that you win after a series of trials or anything like that. We were made in God's image. If you're a guy here this morning, you were made in God's image. He's made you a man with your weaknesses and with your strengths. And Paul understood that. 
He understood that he had weaknesses. He understood that he had trials. If you know anything about the writings of Paul, you see that after he became a follower of Christ, it wasn't just all sunshine and butterflies and rainbows. No, he had lots of difficulties and persecutions. And this specific thing that I'm talking about this morning is this thing that he pleaded with God, this weakness that he pleaded with God to take away. Watch God's response to him. To keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and in insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You see that? See how different that is from the world? That Paul is actually gladly boasting in his weaknesses. And that's what I want you to do this morning and this week is to delight in your weaknesses. And this is particularly difficult for guys to do. But we need to do this so that we can gain God's strength. I want to show you two different uh, canvases this morning. Here's one canvas right here with this. Everyone's familiar with this, right? Mona Lisa. If you brought this canvas to someone, an artist, they would say, well, there's nothing to improve. It's already completely done. It's already completely finished. But what about this canvas? What's different about this one? It's blank. It's blank. And when we bring our blank canvas to God, and we say, listen, God, I have weaknesses. I need your strength, and he can do something with that. If we try to bring our version of the Mona Lisa to him and say, listen, we've got everything all taken care of. We've got everything under control. We have strong power already in ourselves. He's not going to work with that. Paul had weakness. He had a thorn, a messenger of Satan. This was something that was really bad, and he pleaded with God to take it away, and God said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. I'm not going to take this away, because in your weakness, then you actually are strong. I love what a pastor friend of mine says about this. He says that notice that grace is intentionally paralleled with divine power. It's almost as if grace is defined as divine power. In verse 9, you see that. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. In some circles, grace is seen as weakness, and that's not true at all. Grace is actually paralleled with divine power, with the power of God. Another thing you can notice here is that divine power works really well with human weakness. God's power does not work well with human strength. And I see that all the time as a pastor, that when we get something happens in our life that ends up causing us to bring our weaknesses to God, that's where we find strength. But if we over and over say, oh, no, I've got this, I'm strong enough, I got it on my own, I don't want to show any crack in the armor of God, when we do that, then God doesn't tend to move because we're doing it on our own. When we bring our weaknesses to God, he says, okay. You're weak. I am strong. I can work in and through that. Human weakness and divine strength don't happen simultaneously either. You see that Paul first brings that weakness uh, to him. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. 
But he said, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And when he realizes that it's not going to be taken away from him, he says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest in me. You already see the picture that looks different than the world, isn't it? You see in our world, masculinity, these pictures of, of, strong, of strong men, and then you see the Bible. The Bible says it's okay to not have it all together. You, you understand that, guys? We're terrible at admitting weaknesses. Listen, I've lived my life as a guy for 40 years. I get it. We don't want to show other people that we have weaknesses. We don't want to show that there may be areas that we struggle with. We don't want to let our coworkers know about it, our friends know about it. We don't want our spouse to know about it. We don't want anybody to, to realize that we could actually uh, have some weaknesses. But Scripture says that we should bring those weaknesses to God. We should recognize that we have weaknesses because then when we do that, then we actually have strength that's stronger than anything that we could ever offer. We get divine strength, strength from the Lord, the creator of everything. I love that the thorn in the flesh is not actually named either. So many people have asked me about, what is the thorn in the flesh? What do you think it is? And theologians have talked about this for, for centuries. What is this thorn that Paul was dealing with? Some have guessed that it was his eyesight, that his eyesight was failing. Some have said that it was anxiety or depression. Some have said that it was a physical disability that prevented him from walking. We don't know what it is. That's the point. And I'm so thankful that we don't know what it is because then we can apply it to our situation, our lives, whatever weaknesses that we're dealing with. Everyone hold up your list right now of weaknesses. Everyone hold them up. I'm going to hold, hold, own, them, own them. Those are yours. Those are yours. Those are your weaknesses. Those are your weaknesses. And it's okay to have those weaknesses. And when we bring those to God, then we realize that his grace is sufficient. And that we're able to have power, divine power, power from God that goes far beyond anything that we could ever bring ourselves. I typed in to, to Google masculine images. Here's what popped up. Not a whole lot of pictures of weakness, right? You have guy, a guy up there with like 27 abs. You have this guy lifting this 200-pound tire. You have a guy with an ax about ready to kill somebody. I'm like, there's a part of me as a guy that's like, yeah, yeah, I love that. And God's put that in us. Like, you see these images, and you're like, yeah, that's a, that's, there's, there's nothing bad about that. But the reality is, with those images, as guys, and really the girls too, we, we have weaknesses. But we don't, in our world, like to talk about that. In our world of self-sufficiency, the people that get lifted up in our world, who are they? They're the highly intelligent, the orators that get paid tens of thousands of dollars to share their intelligence with others. They're the athletes that are unbelievable at their, at their traits, that they're able to do all these things. They're the ones that get lifted up. Musicians, people that are actors and actresses, all in, in Christian circles that are religious, that write tons and tons of, of books that seem to have it all together and seem to know so much about God. These are, what, these are the people that get lifted up. But as I look at this scripture, I'm so encouraged because I know deep down, I don't have it all together. I know deep down, I have weaknesses. 
Don't like to admit it, but I do. And so where am I going to actually find my strength? Am I going to dig deep in my own, my own strength, or am I going to count on the strength of the Lord? And it really starts with admitting the weaknesses. That's why I was happy to do that with you this morning, share some of my weaknesses. I don't know if it was hard for you to write down your weaknesses. But this morning, we're going to do a little bit of an exercise together. You guys know what PDA is? You know what PDA is? Public Display of Affection. You know that? Well, this morning we're going to do PDW, Public Displays of Weaknesses. We're going to do it right now all together, okay? And we're going to do it by looking at some of the Ten Commandments. Okay, so the first one is have no other gods before me. So has there ever been a time in your life where you've ever put anything before the true God? If, If that's true, raise your hand. Raise your hand. If you're not raising your hand... You have broken commandment number nine, liar, liar, pants on fire. We all have broken that commandment. Number five, let's, let's do one more. I'm going to specifically look at the kids in here this morning and see if you're going to raise your hand. Number five is honor your father and mother. Has there ever been a time where you haven't honored your father and mother? Ever. Has there ever been a time? Okay. Okay, good. See, you guys are good at this. You're good at admitting sin. You're good at admitting weakness. It's okay. feels good to do it, right? We all look around each other online. I have to tell you, everyone in here is raising their hand. I'm raising my hand too. We all fall short. We all have weakness. How are we going to deal with that weakness? Are we going to try to overcome it on our own? Or are we going to bring it to Jesus? Romans chapter 5, verse 8. I love it. It says, God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We don't have to get our act together. We don't have to overcome all of our weaknesses first. We don't have to say, oh, what am I going to do with this list? How am I going to end up ripping this up? How am I going to end up overcoming these? We don't have to do that with Christ. He died because we've fallen short. He died because we are sinful. I think about our Heavenly Father. I know some of you have had bad relationships with your father, maybe not even know your father, or don't know your kids, or whatever the situation might be. Our Heavenly Father is perfect. So even if you have a bad relationship with your own father, you know a perfect father who cares about you so deeply that he sent his one and only son on this earth to live a perfect life, to die on the cross for all the ways that you and I, all the ways we raised our hand, all the ways we messed up, he died for that. He died for that and then overcame all that sin, defeated it, rose from the dead, that if we believe in him, we can have eternal life. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Have you ever put your faith and trust in him? If you haven't this morning, I'm going to have a prayer for you this morning. Then you can repeat this prayer with me. You can say this prayer with me. It's not about the words that you say, but it's about actually believing them and putting your faith and trust in Christ. So will you pray this with me if you like to accept Jesus as your Savior? Lord Jesus, I acknowledge to you that I've sinned against you in many ways. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead. I want you to come into my life and be my savior. Forgive me of all my sins and give me the gift of eternal life. Come into my life and be my Lord. Help me become the person that you want me to be. Amen. If you've done that for the first time, please let someone know about it. Let the staff know about it. You can text the number on the screen and let us know about it. You can make a comment online if you're online. 
We love to know that you recognize that you're weak and that when you're weak and you bring those weaknesses to God, then you are strong. In verse 9, this is my grace is sufficient for you. My power is perfected in weakness. That word for perfected is the Greek term teleleo. And what it means is it's finished. It's complete. It's perfected. So that when we bring our weaknesses to God, he gives us that perfect power. He gives us that perfect strength that we can only find in him. I don't know what type of thorns you're dealing with in your life right now. I don't know if it's depression or anxiety or actual physical thorn or maybe there's some relationship struggles. I don't know what thorns you're dealing with. And I don't know whether God's going to take you out of that or not. But I do know from Scripture that in our weaknesses, we're able to find his strength. And if you're really struggling with something right now and you're thinking, man, is God ever going to take this away from you? Is God ever going to take this away from me? What's going to happen? I want you to know if you're a believer in Christ, you won't have to deal with this thorn forever. I think part of the reason why, why Paul was able to delight in his weakness was because he knew the whole story. As believers in Christ, we don't have to deal with the struggles of this world, the struggles in our life for all eternity. Our life here is very short. It's a mist. This is not our home. And that's such good news for all the time that we're going through right now. I'm so thankful that we don't have to live here on this earth for all eternity. In fact, in Revelation uh, chapter 21, God says, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them. And they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. And he'll wipe away every tear from their eyes. No longer be any death. There'll no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. For the first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write, for these things are faithful and true. This is a net for us. So whatever thorn that you have right now in your life, he may take it away from you. And if he does, praise God. And if he doesn't, delight in your weakness. Because through all that, he's teaching you to count on his strength. And know, no matter how painful that thorn is, it's not going to last forever. He's going to make all things new. And there's going to be new art and new music and new sports and new food and new relationships. And there isn't going to be any pain. There's going to be any suffering. There's going to be any racism, no rioting, none of that. We're going to spend all eternity with him in the new heavens and the new earth. And so delight in your weakness. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Let's pray together. Lord, it's so easy for me as a guy to think about all the ways that I'm weak and want to just work on those things and not be weak in those areas and show people that I'm not weak in any area, whether it be preaching or leading or as a husband or as a dad. I just want to show that I'm just the best. But the reality is, is that that's exhausting because I do have weaknesses. We all have weaknesses. And so I pray, God, that we would bring those weaknesses to you. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Help us to delight, delight in our weaknesses this week. In Jesus' name, amen.